You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Welcome back to the Quad Life Crisis. My name is Daryl. I'm Soraya. On today's episode, we have a special guest. His name is Jared. We brought Jared in to talk about this losing your dream job. And here's another disclaimer. Yes, Jared <laughs> is my friend, and I know him from Astro. Thank you, Astro, for introducing me to all these wonderful people. Huh? So anyway, Jared is a friend of mine, and I wanted to have him on because he's been through something that I I think maybe a lot of people are encountering right now, mm-hmm. which is that because of COVID, you know, people have maybe they've had a pay cut or they have lost their jobs and Jared has kind of been through that so I wanted to hear about his experience so Jared give us a few lines just a quick a quick brief summary of your story alright so I was part of the global e-healing service that used to operate in Malaysia joined them in 2016 and as part of the exercise where we sold the business to a local competitor, I was let go in 2018. And then I've got an opportunity to rejoin them in late 2018. So again, this is a company that I feel very passionately about. So I jumped at the offer, took up the new role, which is based in Singapore. Oh, okay. We're going to go back in time a little bit. So what, what was that job and why were you so excited to, to, to take up this job? So the bulk of the excitement is this is a company that I feel very deeply for. Mm. I believe in their vision. They are a game changer. So a bit of context, it was the first ride-hailing company in the world. Mm. So they redesigned an entire industry from scratch. And as far as I know, a lot of you know, like there was a lot of backlash, there was a lot of pushback from multiple markets across the globe. And we persevered, right? Mm. So there was something that I felt very deeply about because I see a lot of smart people that I work with who, when faced with challenges, find interesting solutions mm. and ways of how we can actually overcome these challenges without giving up. Right. So that was something for me personally that, you know, one, don't give up. Two, when faced with obstacles, always try to find a way to solve them rather than run away from your problems. So just this this whole company's ethos really aligned with your values also? Exactly. Mm. So this was like Jared's dream job? For now, I would say yes. <laughs> I haven't found anything that speaks to me as much as my current job does or my current company. Ah, so we're going to have to explain that. Current? Yeah, because you're still It's there. not the same one or is it... Not- yeah, the different one. Or? <laughs> so, <laughs> if, we, if we take a step back, a couple of years, 2018. So, I was with uh, the same company I am currently. Yeah. Uh, so, this is the global e-hailing provider, and um, we went through a merger of sorts with the local provider here. Mm-hmm. So, as part of that, we were made redundant. So, this was in March 2018. So, personally, I took some time off, did some traveling, etc. But then another opportunity arose at the same company for the regional role that I currently am. So, I reapplied. Again, this is like what Soraya said, right? The company speaks to me. So, I'm like, it kind of got yanked away from me before I was ready to say goodbye. So, I was like, let me just try again, see if they want me back. And they did. So, once I got my offer so the offer was conditional on me getting an employment visa and once I got the employment you had to do it yourself they do it for me but it was conditional because that's a Singapore government decision Mm, and not the company right so once I got the visa I actually packed up my stuff and left Malaysia in 7 days 
Wow. <laughs> you were so eager to be. Not that I have anything against Malaysia. I love Malaysia. I'm back here. I come back as often as I can. But yes, I was <laughs> no I was doubt really eager to rejoin. <laughs> You're like, yes, take me back. So take I packed me. up my life in seven days and I moved cross country, not too far, but still, it was it was my first time working abroad. So it was a totally different experience. You have to relearn kind of everything. Mm. It's very different when you're a tourist in the country. You do a lot of right. touristy stuff. But when you move there, you've got to sort of learn you know, how locals live. Like where's the best place to shop? Where you get your groceries? Simple things like that you yeah, know, yeah. becomes a challenge. Yeah. How to you get used to calling it roti prata? Ah! Roti prata? What the hell? Hey, roti is that? prata is good. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, this one has converted by. It's either roti or prata, right? <laughs> no. It's the same thing. Do you know that in Singapore? Okay, Jared, you can explain this, Mister Singapore. <laughs> so what happens is right when um. When we get our water from Malaysia, once it crosses the border, what does this have to do with roti? roti? <laughs> the water converts the roti china into roti prata. Oh my god! There's a god. scientific reason oh behind it, Soraya. <laughs> yeah, care to elaborate? I'd love to hear your scientific justification. For the forte. first part of his explanation, I was. You, <laughs> Where is going? you bought it. You almost, bought it. almost. See, science is not my forte, but it's something to do with the causeway, the currents, you know, the tide and all that, the moon faces, like kind of that's the conversion. So roti prata is basically roti chana. It's the same. Okay. It's the same, but like Singaporeans have called it roti prata from Since the first time I was there. So when I was a kid. So <laughs> if you say roti chana, then it'll be what the hell are you talking about? Most of them, yes. Really? Yeah, it's just a thing. It's like how they say "sia," and I never hear anyone saying "sia" here. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like the slang, lah. Right? I'm so, I'm so, I'm so tired. Sia. Okay, I don't know if I'm using the it. Sia is kind of your "la." Ah. So they don't use "la" at all. No. Oh my god. So it's, 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 they use "sia" instead of a "la." So tired, sia. I wish I could get this at a discount, sia. Be uh, cringy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we know where you belong, Daryl. Oh, here in Malaysia. Clearly, I, 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 I don't think so. I'll ever do well in Singapore. For a while after graduation, I wanted a, a part-time job just to travel. So I was <laughs> a customer service agent for Singtel. Oh my God, it's the worst job ever. <laughs> Do you agree, Jared? <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> oh God, like I couldn't wait to leave the job. I just couldn't stand another annoying customer. Oh no! It's just how things are. <laughs> uh, sidetrack, sidetrack. A little sidetrack to, 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 to our neighbours down south. But so yes, Jared, you moved there. Okay, I wanted to go back to the day when you found out that you were being made redundant. Because you mm. mentioned that, right? Yep. That when you were telling us okay. what was going Going on, and you were like, they basically told us we had to evacuate by four pm, mm-hmm. and we left. So, yeah. what, what was that like? Like, what was it here? Like, hearing that news? It was. Um, so, I think even for that, right, we have to take a step back. So, mm-hmm. there has been rumors. I think at least six months, right, about Before a possible that. merger, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And what we were constantly told is that it's not happening. Mm-hmm. So, in my mind, uh, I think from a business point of view, the decision was right. And in my mind, if a merger takes place, I mean, they will give you a transition period. So how things sort of went down was we got an email invite Saturday evening. I remember it was in uh, Solaris. Oh. So it was in Solaris, Dutamas. Uh, we were having dinner and then the email came for an all-hands meeting at 10.30 on Monday morning. So we have a group office chat and my boss was like, yeah, let's get, I'm getting coffee for everybody. Give me your orders. So we all gave our orders. 11 o'clock, our accesses got cut. <gasps> hmm. Ooh, that was and uh, we had to evacuate by, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, 3 or 4 p.m. Wow. Because the buildings were part of the deal as well. So wow. it has moved over to the new owner now, per se. 
not quite much of a notice period. Lah. No, no notice period. I think that that was the most heart-wrenching thing. So mm. all of us kind of knew what's happening. We understand yeah. the business rational behind it. But we sort of assumed they will give her a grace period. There so a- there was no expectation that it would happen like this. Lah. No. None at all. Mm. So it's like you're there, you are holding your coffee, like, oh, free coffee, wait, what? And then you're just hit by that. that exactly. That. How did you feel? I mean, when that happened? To be honest, I think initially it was just shock. So my team were not part of the all hands. It was just uh, at a certain level and above. So I went back to them. They were working or uh, pretending to work the moment I walked in. I was like, you know what? Stop. We lost our jobs. <laughs> I remember saying that. <laughs> they all looked at me like, what? <laughs> it's like, stop. Go take a break. We'll talk in a bit. <laughs> you all just lost your jobs. Yeah. All, yes. everyone. Everyone, yes. Oh my God. Wow. And like no one got reabsorbed. Or... So as part of the deal, uh, they did interview everyone to get reabsorbed into the local entity that Mm-mm. bought over the business. So it really depends whether you wanted to take it or not. And depending on what roles they have available. So they try to match it. So they actually did a lot of, you know, trying to match the roles to what you're currently doing. But the problem is also, if you need one person for that role, they already have that person, right? So do mm. they have the right vacancies for you to actually move in and get reabsorbed? I would say maybe about 50% of my colleagues got reabsorbed and they took up the roles there. The other 50% did not. Mm. So how come you didn't get reabsorbed? So I did it speak to me about a couple of roles but I was not um, very interested in those roles Mm. and I also think so this was a startup at that point of time right so it was very intense competition with our local competitor and it it reached a point where when I see their logo or what I'm like oh no (laughs) so I can't really imagine me going to work for them and just changing my personality per se. Right, you would see it and you'd do like a cat hisk. <laughs> it wasn't just a company you're working for, it was in here. In here, yes, that's right. I think working there taught me a lot right? mm. because it was a typical startup. So you work late hours. I've taken calls at like 1, 2, 3 a.m. I've come down from bars at 3 a.m. because there was an escalation, right? So you actually sort of embody that into who you right, are. Right, okay. Again, I'm not sure that's a good or a bad thing. That's just <laughs> what happened to me and who I am. It's kind of really difficult to make that switch. And that was one of, one of the reasons why. And also, I, I they did not have any roles that I was comfortable with or things that, you know, I can see myself doing and progressing. Mm. Mm. So then you were made redundant. Mm-hmm. And then you, what did you do? I mean, how did you scramble to stay afloat? Was it a struggle? I mean, you basically lost your job in a matter of So we hours. were given a bit of a compensation. So that helped. And I think uh, I also had a bit of a saving. So I actually did take a break about six months to just uh, soul search per se, do some eat, pray, love. (laughs) Uh, Basically, I did a lot of traveling. And uh, I found that really helpful because I realized it was the first time since I started working, I've taken a break break. So, you know, we are so used to going on breaks, maybe a couple of days, a week, two weeks maximum, but the work is still at the back of your head. Mm. You still get emails on your phone. You still check up on your emails, although you're not supposed to. So it was the first time since I started working where I was able to disconnect, Mm. like really disconnect and just, you know, take my time time uh, i i also understand that comes from a place of privilege but you know that helped me to sort of take my time to really find something that i want to do take a break really don't think about work for a couple of months and yes yeah, so that's why i did i did uh, kind of traveled across 
mostly Southeast Asia for six months. With all things considered, you know, like I'm just trying to imagine putting myself in your shoes at that point and, and you know, you just lost your job. With a lot of things in your head, how do you eventually, you know, sort of overcome from all this anxiety and stuff like that? Yeah, just like the la- the loss I mean, of like, security. Yeah, how, how, how would you like, you know, enjoy your holiday? <laughs> so I agree. I think that that was always because... Again, I, I would like to acknowledge that that comes from a place of privilege, right? Mm. And there was also anxiety because the money in the account doesn't get replenished now. <laughs> right. So it's just on a constant downward trend. So you really have to look at, you know, lifestyle adjustments a bit. You might not be able to spend as much and also really sort of decide what you want to do. So it's something that you can do without, you know, impacting your, your future security. You want to travel, maybe not six months, maybe a couple of months, then that's fine. Mm. Right. But if that is not something that is afforded to you, then you really need to you know, yeah. pull up your bootstraps and, you know, go and get the next uh, job outside. Did you job hunt at all when you were traveling? Would you be like, ah, taking a picture of this, this you know, this beautiful scenery? Oh, LinkedIn notification. Ah, you know, was it like, like that at so all? So for the first four months, I was not even actively looking. You were really like, just taking, taking just, a chill. Yeah, I just wanted to take a break. I started looking, yeah, month five, month six onwards. Mm-hmm. First four months, I was just like, you know, I just want to disconnect. So I interviewed for the role in Singapore, I think maybe July-ish. So my company has a very long interview process. It can take up to two months. Uh, it's wow. five stages. Right. Uh, so July, and then I got a consulting gig uh, that starts in September. So I did that for supposed to be three, but I cut it short because I moved uh, end October. But how did the, this job role, the one that you have in Singapore, how did it come about? Did they, like, you know, call you back? So, that's an interesting question, Daryl. So, I was actually applying for this role before we closed the business here, right? Mm. So, it was an open role. And I was already, so it's already there. Yes, I was going through okay. the interview processes. And then the we closed here and that happened. And then the recruiting team reached out to say that we aren't sure if we're still going to keep this role because now with the Southeast Asia business gone, they have to do a lot of reorgs, etc. So, they might not need as many people. But if they are wanting to go forward, they will reach out again, right? Mm. So I was like, okay, fine. It's done. I, I was like, okay, I'm closing this chapter in my life. I'm moving on. It's taking a break and then they reached out. They say, we are reopening the role, but you would need to restart the interview process from scratch because, you know, they've changed some requirements and there's a new set of interviewers and a new set of candidates, right? So it wouldn't be fair to give me the advantage. I was like, fine, yeah, I'll go through it again. And that's how I got into this role. So was it challenging to have to start all over again? You know, you, you get told that you're losing your job basically that day itself. Mm-hmm. I know you were, you know, quite happy to you know, take a step back from the whole nine to five and focus on yourself, eat, pray, love. But was it challenging to throw yourself back into any of the the demands of the working world or the job hunt? What was the transition like? It was very challenging. <laughs> I think after some time of not working, yeah. right? So I think just your schedule aside, your your brain is not as active as it right. used to be, <laughs> right? So you are not able to really think on your feet. So the first couple of months were really challenging. I needed to retrain myself. Your sleep schedule aside, you have to wake up, you know, you have to be in office by this time. time. And also just how you work, right? Yeah. Like your work ethics, your, your work discipline, how you address issues, because work issues you don't normally see in day, you know, real yeah, in your day to day life. So yeah. it's a totally different kind of brain that you activate, and that sort of went into a redundant state. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a very challenging, I would say, three months to just get back in the zone and uh, and really get my groove back on. Mm. And it was also particularly, I think, that added to my anxiety because technically I'm in a new role now. 
right? So it's where your performance is being evaluated. Like, you know, do they want to keep you? Like, are you really performing to what the expectations are? And here I am with my brain lagging <laughs> 10 <laughs> seconds behind. So it was a lot of anxiety, but, and then with the moving of the countries as well, right? So I have to look yeah. at accommodation and stuff like that. So all it's this stuff. It was a very, very hectic three months, but I think um, I'm very grateful for my then manager. She has left the company now. She was very understanding of it. Yeah. Right. She she understood that any attempt to readjust and then readjust a new country, my accommodation staff, you know, getting office stuff like that. So they were really helpful. And my company also has dedicated like immigration teams and mobility It'll teams help that you with help it. you with the transition. So yeah. that really helped as well. Mm. So now, now two years in Singapore already. Two and a half years. Two and a half years in Singapore. Do you, how, how's it going so far? So far, so good. I am like... Still your dream job. My job more and more. I moved to a different role last year, June, mm. within the same org as well, doing slightly different stuff, but still within the compliance division. And uh, it is particularly challenging, yes, but I am learning a lot of exciting stuff, including stuff like trade compliance and how the Swiss kind of blockage mm. had an impact on a few imports that we had. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's just, it's onwards and upwards and you're not going to be, you know, in danger of losing what you have right now anytime hopefully soon. no fingers crossed it's definitely been an onwards and upwards journey yes yeah. so hopefully that we do not go through something similar again but being through it once I think if I'm able to pick myself up once I'm able to do it again mm. I guess what I wanted to really focus on also was just how you f- how you have felt throughout this whole process I mean you've talked you've touched a little bit on the shock when it first happened you've touched a little bit on the anxiety that you went through do you harbour any resentment? no not only because I went back, I think even before that, right? Because it is a very futile thing to do. The company is always going to do what's yeah. best for them, right? And that might not be what is in your best interest. So, like, anyone listening out, that's all I would say. Like, you know, always people tend to put their work first in this rat race. And, I mean, it's always good to do that. Yes, your career progression, etc. But there's also got to be a limit where, you know, you say enough is enough. I'm going to put myself first, right? Mm. Because the company can replace you at a drop of a hat. So there's no resentment. There's a lot of shock. There was a bit of an anger, yes, because we sort of helped grow the business from ground up. And you no, know, I would at least expect to, okay, a short transition of one to two weeks, you know, just to allow me to say goodbyes. Yeah. Like you, we work with people from across the region, across the globe. And, you know, when your accesses got taken away, you couldn't even send a goodbye email yeah. to say that, you know, this is happening. Well, even your email yes. was then, oh, wow, wow. Okay. So Just like it, that. Yes, just like that we did it so it was there's no resentment I think that is a very negative thing to carry around with you there's a lot of shock I'm a bit more cautious now definitely right and uh, I think it's just you know keeping a positive attitude and taking what comes your way and dealing with it you know looking back at his whole experience you had noticed that that you're losing your job in just a click of a finger and uh, you know after that you did a little bit of soul searching you went for a trip uh, for about five to six months what's the biggest takeaway you think you can take out of all this biggest takeaway I would say is always be prepared for Mm. anything that might happen always have a backup plan Right, be it either your savings or investments or what you want to do, a secondary source of income to make sure if, you know, the rug under your feet gets pulled away, you still land on your feet. You know, I feel like this is relevant now, especially. And that's the reason why I actually brought up yeah. COVID at the start was because I think this past year has seen a lot of people become redundant or lose their jobs. So mm-hmm. is that the only advice you would have for them? You know, people who have just had the rug pulled out from under their feet. 
uh, because of the pandemic and are like, oh my God, what do I do now? What else would you say to them? I think my first advice if anyone to come to me and say something like that happened, I'll ask them to pause and take a deep breath. I think it's there's, there's so much going on, right? There's a whole pandemic thing. There's all like, you know, people are falling sick. The number of cases are increasing. There's anxiety, etc., etc. And then you throw this in the mix. So, all sorts of emotions. Yes, <laughs> all sorts of emotions. So take a step back, yeah. take a deep breath and really look at yourself and understand what you want. Hmm. So everyone has different journeys. So my colleagues and me who went through this in 2018, some decided to take a break like me. Some decided to go back to study. Some decided to start looking for a job immediately and you know, go start working. So again, your personal circumstance is different from everyone else. Mm. So there's no point comparing yourself with anyone or it's like, oh, this person is doing this. Maybe I should do this. Like, you know your personal circumstance the best. So you really got to take a deep breath, let go of all emotions, think rationally and see what is the best for me. Right uh, for myself as a caregiver, from a caregiver, what is best for me and my family, people I'm caring for. Like, you know, do I need to get a job right now so I'm able to put food on the table next month? Or can I take a break? Can I go back to studying if it's all something I wanted to do and I didn't have time before? Right, that's the excuse we mm-hmm. give ourselves. So, we that's all this. Like, just take a step back, think rationally, let go of emotions. Yes, it's hurtful, it's painful, it's a lot of panic and anxiety-inducing situation. Yes, mm. but again. If you do not take control of the narrative, that's where you go into a downward spiral. Mm. So a lot of this is not really in your control. So don't blame yourselves, right? Mm. Like COVID is not something that you and I can control. You know, companies deciding to shut down or move or, you know, cut headcount is not something that any one of us can control. So what we can take control of, we take control. And of how you handle it. Yes, it. you can take control of how you handle and approach a situation. Mm. That's where you're able to do what's best for yourself. I think that's solid advice that most people need. I don't know what I... because I mean, Have in, you had that sort of fear? I don't know what I would have done though if I were in Jared's shoes and I was literally called into a meeting and told, all right guys, like you've got a few hours and you've got to be out of here. I don't know how I would yeah, have reacted. What would you do? I have no idea. I think like, you know, off the bat, if you just with it's just like if it happens just like that, of course I'll freak out, like you know. I don't know if I would be you know as calm and collected as I think I will be. Now that you talk about it, yeah, probably you know that's a smart thing to do. But you know, if it happens, I don't know. But like in my situation, I sort of kind of felt it because that time when the pandemic started, I just got into this new job, right? Yeah. And at that time, I was a little bit afraid. Then again, like if you if you join a corporate company with like for example our skill sets, right? You're never the frontliners of the company. You're not sales, you're not marketing, you're not whatever, you know, always supporting. So I'm doing media, right? So I, I, I make ads, I make all their banners, your videos and stuff like that. And we are just a supporting sort of department which can be easily outsourced like that. Mm. So it was very scary because they said, oh yeah, be ready to take a hit, be ready to take a hit. And, um, you know, obviously if there were to be people being let go, <laughs> it would be people like us. For a while it was scary, but uh, I remember at one point when they had that that town hall to to explain what was going on. That's when our work load was not as much because we didn't have much to to actually work on. Mm. And then that's when you can see slowly all the other departments having initiatives or we're doing this campaign, doing this campaign. And then that's where all the workflow came in. Ah. And, and then like, you know, everyone really, really bucked up. You could really see, you know, how just one day and one town hall could change the entire dynamic of the company where everyone sort of felt that certain sense of urgency and the, the need to show your worth to the company. <laughs> yeah. And then I think that whole craziness <laughs> eventually dragged on up until today. So everyone's like... Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, I see, I see. But like, let's say, let's say it happened to you. Do you have? I mean, would you be able to stay afloat for a little while? For a little <laughs> while, yeah. It depends how you define little while. <laughs> I mean, like, if it's a, it's a matter of like you know three four months, I could, I could five six months, I could. You know, if I don't spend lavishly, but it's just the the constant anxiety and the constant fear looking at your bank balance depleting, like you know. I I guess that's the part that will probably you know get me a lot. It's like. You know, at the end of the day, you still have your savings, you still have your investments, you still have your whatever support that you have. But, you know, how long can you, you know, completely depend on, on, on all this stuff until you, you feel like, oh man, you know, what what am I doing, you know? Yeah. And you don't want to feel that, you don't want to feel your soul getting crushed every time you exactly, pump, pump yeah. petrol or allow yourself to buy coffee from outside. Like. You know, like, you know, now happy hours, <laughs> you know, you, you, you still have that space for happy hours. You know, it's like sometimes when it's like, okay, enough of booze, for this month and then your friend calls you out and, and then it's then like it, ah never mind like it's okay like and I look at a little bit more so now you have that a little bit of 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 you know um, freedom to, to do this kind of stuff and you know when you have that taken away from you there's only f- it becomes an unhappy hour yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like that's true yeah uh, but I guess yeah Jared that, that is really good advice I think very relevant advice right for the circumstances we're in right mm. now I also um, just like to add on to that I think it's it's just not what happened last so last year we also did a headcount reduction exercise mm. and I'm the business of moving people and we actually issued ads to say don't move because this was the beginning of the pandemic so it was just don't move. Oh, we're, don't. Telling, we're telling our customers to not move. Don't 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 take us, right? Oh, oh, Let, oh Let's right. all be safe. Stay, stay at home. home. Yeah. So yeah. it's when the whole world's lockdown. So it's like late March, early April, right. May-ish. So when we went through the reduction exercise, there's also a bit of anxiety for me. So it's very COVID-related, very current to what's happening to a lot of people, right? Because in my situation, since I'm a foreigner, if I were part of the uh, employees that were let go, I would have 30 days to pack up my life and come back. Mm. Wow. So on top of that, so this time around, I got ready mentally. I was like, okay, whatever happens, I'm I'm just gonna you not know, deal with it. You had I, your PTSD moment. <laughs> yes, I had my PTSD moment. Yes, I mean, touch wood. Thankfully, that did not happen to me. But I know a yeah. lot of people that did. But it's also in a foreign country, you've got you no know, this many days to you know settle up everything and leave. That includes breaking my lease, you know, settling mm. my income taxes, you know, whatever else, my 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 utility bills and disconnecting them, finding a way back when borders were shut. So it was right. an additional <laughs> PTSD anxiety inducing moment. But yeah, I think it's it's just happening all around us and we just got to mentally prepare like what Daryl said. Look out for signs of what's happening in your company, right? If you see you're not getting as much business and there's been like rumors going around, like you know, just start to mentally prepare, look at your alternatives, start thinking of a plan B. What mm-hmm. if this happens? Yeah. And you mentioned about PTSD. How bad was yours? It, it did give me a few sleepless nights. Mm. I will not lie, but I was this this again. I just went with the approach. This is not something that I can control. Right, right. I have given my best, and it's again not a performance related layoffs. Right, so it's, I would yeah. not. It's again they were downsizing, looking at support functions, especially right. like you mentioned that we can trim. It's just a cost cutting initiative. So there's no right or wrong. It's not that I was not performing, and I know I was made to let go. So I did what I can. And this is just just not in my control. Mm. And it's like, I moved here in seven days. I can move home in 30. Exactly. <laughs> I, right? like, I can call Singtel. <laughs> and cancel. I, I am a customer of them. So <laughs> I will need to call and disconnect my mobile and my home internet. <laughs> well, you would not have been having Daryl on the other end of uh, the line. Unfortunately, no. 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 <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I wasn't probably the best customer support agent. <laughs> well, Jared, thank you so much again for joining us and telling us the story of how you lost your dream job and then kind of got it back again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if you enjoyed our intro and outro music that was done by Nidus Mas Music and that's N-I-D-U-S-M-A-S Music on Instagram and uh, if you're wondering what is Nidus Mas that's actually Samsudin backwards music so this has been another episode of the Quarter Life Crisis I'm Soraya I'm Daryl and I'm Jared thank you so much Jared for joining us on this episode such a pleasure having you here thank you for having me Daryl and Soraya see you next time ciao Thank mm-hmm. you.